Hey, welcome to the Doc Washburn Show and podcast. This is Monday, and it is May the 16th, and we're so thankful to have you today. Thank you for everybody joining us. And uh, man, I had a lot of bad weather around here uh, over the weekend, so I hope you're doing well. Had a few uh, high high winds and some things, but uh, hope everything's going well in your corner of the earth. A lot going on in politics and uh, in the world. Uh, we learned a little bit more about the uh, baby formula shortage. Some of that came to light today uh, with uh, Abbott Laboratories. Uh, you know, there's a saying in politics that you follow the money. And uh, I guarantee you, if you dig into this uh, long enough, and I know there was some, a couple of uh, infants tragically died from a baby formula incident. Um, and I want to say that was in California, but I could be wrong. I did read about it over the weekend. And, uh, but I guarantee you, uh, if you follow this, because there's plenty of people that have died, that have died from, uh, pharmaceuticals and, and all of it. But if, if you'll, if you'll go back and look, I guarantee you're going to find that probably Abbott has been more of a supporter of Republicans or, uh, maybe even Donald Trump, uh, and, uh, and that, that just may be my, you know, my negative bent of things and, and my jaded look at politics as a whole, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think so. So today we're talking about, uh, politics makes strange bedfellows and it's on full display in Pennsylvania with the Senate race, uh, and also in Arkansas and I bet even in your, part of the world uh, in the state that you're in. But we're so thankful that you join us today and looking forward to spending this time together. Thank you uh, to each and every one of you. Thank you to our sponsors, Red River Your Way, uh, MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, Edwards Jones Investing with uh, Jonathan Presswood, Justin Minton Law Firm, uh, Turn My Power On, the Upper Cervical Center of Central Arkansas, and then our tweet of the day is always brought to you uh, by Red River Your Way. So we're just so thankful uh, for all of you. And uh, for those of you that may or may not know, and this is your first time listening to the show, uh, Doc Washburn, uh, who is a former Cumulus Media uh, radio host and uh, has guest hosted for Mark Levin, uh, I think 12 or 13 times, very well respected not only in this part of the South, but also uh, throughout the nation, uh, just a phenomenal radio guy and, uh, started, uh, or was kind of cast into this, uh, gubernatorial race as a result of Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who was, you know, everybody thought was, you know, the consummate conservative because she worked for Donald Trump, uh, in the midst of fighting the press and all that. And then, uh, once she had cleared the deck of all of her primary opponents for this gubernatorial race uh, run, she proceeds to campaign and raise money with Mike Pence, who betrayed President Trump and you and I. And then she, uh, to add insult to injury, she uh, endorsed French Hill, who said that the uh, idea of a stolen election was a fable and a fallacy. And then she proceeded to uh, endorsed John Bozeman, who's a close family friend, and she had ran his earlier campaign in 2010, I believe. And, uh, 
he's the one that said that President Trump could at least be partially held accountable and, and prosecuted for January the 6th. And, um, and then she doubled down as late as today and ran an ad, uh, just because of, of her just unbelievable arrogance and hubris, uh, because she's got $14.2 million. Uh, our campaign, speaking of our campaign, uh, uh, doc, uh, we, we've raised somewhere, uh, right at $80,000. And, uh, we'll probably end up with, you know, a hundred or a little over a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, but, uh, we're, we're making great headway. Uh, we've had some polls that, uh, they don't look good at all, but, uh, we're seeing some really, really positive things. You know, when you look at it, and, uh, and you see the comments and you can live in a bubble. I get that. Uh, but this just feels like it's definitely, definitely, uh, more competitive. And, uh, and I told Doc, uh, late tonight that, uh, uh, or last night rather that I felt like there was, uh, I think there's, there's some really, really positive things on the horizon. So, uh, stay tuned and, uh, Doc will be back. In fact, I'm going to try to have him, we're uh, trying to line up some guests, and this week's is just going to be crazy because he's going to be going from all over the state, crisscrossing the state, and uh, has a uh, TV interview with, um, I believe it is, uh, anyway, one of the local stations here tomorrow at noon. And then uh, I know he's on, uh, is it Sandy, Sandy Rios? I hope I'm saying her name right. On the Salem News Network or Talk Network, he's, he's going to be on there Wednesday. Uh, Todd, Todd Starnes has been phenomenal to him, and uh, Todd's a friend and is uh, looking to have him back on the show. And, and Todd will ask the tough questions, uh, but uh, the reason that Todd's having him on the show is because he's asked Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I want to say 72 times, and she's turned him down. I know a local, real prominent show here she's been asked over 20 times turn them down doc will go anywhere talk to anybody answer any question i think that's uh what we need from our uh people wanting to run for public office but be that as it may uh this is uh the doc washman show uh, this is episode 152 and i am your guest host donnie copeland sitting in for doc washburn uh, but we're going to try to have him on when he's on the road, maybe this week, and just let you hear from him. I know you would love to to hear from him uh, because it's been a couple of weeks now. But I want to talk to you today about the uh, about this saying. I want to start with the origin of it. I, I did a little bit of research and wasn't exhaustive, but I think it it gets the point across. <coughs> Excuse me, and that is politics makes strange bedfellows. Now, um, that uh, saying, I've heard that my whole life, and I'm going to tell you, there is no truer statement uh, at all. In fact, I've seen it just in this, in our little small state here in Arkansas, I've seen this over and over this election cycle with so many races, and this one used to be, you know, tight with this one now he's uh, she's tight with this one and this one's against this one because of this and that and it's just amazing how uh, the old there's another adage the 
friends of my, or the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And, uh, that probably was a, a political inference as well. Uh, but, uh, the politics of strange bedfellows, uh, is definitely on full display, uh, in, in Pennsylvania and in Arkansas. And we're going to take quite a bit of time today and talk about Dave McCormick, uh, Oz, uh, Mehmet Oz, and, um, the leader there, and I think will be the winner, uh, is Kathy Barnett. Before we get into that, uh, I wanted to, um, I wanted to give you like a little background. I thought it was fascinating. Uh, the actual, uh, the actual term strange bedfellows, uh, sans the politics makes, um, just strange bedfellows is actually a Shakespeare inference or quotation, uh, from, uh, a, a, a play. Uh, but the politics makes strange bedfellows, uh, is, uh, this is a response to the, uh, although Shakespeare originally penned the basic idea of strange bedfellows, it was the presidential campaign of 1940. FDR's opposition was Wendell Wilkie. He was lawfully married, but estranged from his wife, Billy Wilkie, but was having a well-known affair with Arita Van Doren, a New York Herald tri- uh, Tribune editor. In order to help the campaign effort and create the image of a wholesome marriage, Wilkie convinced his lawful wife, Billy, to campaign with him on the road. Mrs. Wil- Mrs. Wilkie, who was not devoid of humor, remarked, politics makes strange bedfellows. Gore Vidal later used the phrase in his 1960 play, The Best Man, and gave it to the wife of an adulterous presidential candidate who once again cohabitated with him. Uh, this information... Uh, comes from the book uh, Presidential Courage by Michael Beschloss. So anyway, that's a little bit of uh, fascinating background for Politics Makes Strange Bedfellows. So let's dig into uh, Politics make, Makes uh, Strange Bedfellows. What I'll do, I'm going to kind of go through what the, and set up for you what's going on in Pennsylvania and uh, the latest polls and then what's happening there uh, as we speak, and then um, then what I want to do is I want to trans uh, kind of transpose that or transition rather uh, over to uh, to Arkansas and show you how uh, it's no less uh, strange what is happening there. So uh, we'll be right back, and we're going to get right into politics. Make strange bedfellows Pennsylvania style. Be right back. If you try to buy a car recently. Realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button 
guide you through a few easy questions, and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, redriveryourway.com. You will be glad you did. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who have been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton... Make sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt of the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. All right, we're talking about politics makes strange bedfellows. And that is uh, certainly Pennsylvania style, and that's why actually what is happening right now in Pennsylvania. I wanted to first give you an update. Uh, uh, that race is primarily, there's quite a few people running in that race. And why that race is so important is because Pennsylvania well could uh, determine who uh, has control of the Senate in uh after 2022 uh but i will remind you that uh and i'm going to kind of walk through each of the candidates the three main candidates that are at the top and why this is so important is because pennsylvania is one of those primaries where they do not have uh, a runoff uh and so whoever gets the most votes uh, right now, I think it's, you know, it's all within the margin of error. Uh, the, the Emerson poll is kind of an out, outlier, uh, but it's pretty clear that it's, uh, one or two points, uh, dividing Mehmet Oz, Dr. Oz, as you would know him, uh, David McCormick, a famous, a former administrative, uh, I think he was treasury, uh, member our Treasury Administration member for President Trump, and then uh, Kathy Barnett, who is more of a grassroots local. She's been on Fox News quite a bit. And uh, and uh, the, the two gentlemen, uh, Oz is Turkish. Uh, David McCormick 
is a hedge fund manager. Oz is a TV personality. Kathy Barnett's done a little bit of everything. Um, and she's obviously a female, uh, black female. The other two, of course, white males, uh, for if you're keeping a uh, score at home for racial profiling. Um, but the, the strange thing about this race, there's a lot of strange things. And again, if you join us late, our topic is how politics makes strange bedfellows. And, uh, I was talking to someone, uh, this over the weekend and I get calls, you know, from candidates, from lieutenant governor to, uh, you know, a lot of house represent and senate. Uh, races, not a lot of Senate races, a few Senate races, state Senate, House races, just people that I've known. And I was in the House of Representatives and, and friends with a lot of those guys. It's one thing about the, um, the, 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 I guess, at our environment, uh, in a, at least in a state house. I don't know about federal. I've not been there, but, um, there is a, uh, a lot of camaraderie and, and I was very hard right. You know, I'd get up and speak against things that even my own guys were running. Um, and because I was, you know, I was, I was like thinking of myself as being very solid conservative, uh, in reflection of what the voter, I told the voters I would do. But outside of there, um, you know, I respected and, and still close friends with a lot of Democrats, a lot of Republicans and vehemently disagree with them and will vote and, you know, opposite of them every single time and fight them to the death when it comes to politics, uh, but maintain a, a decorum and, and, and so forth. And, and some of you may not like that. You may not, you may not, but I just, I, you know, I've, I'm, I'm able to separate just like on the, on the, you know, when I was playing sports, uh, I, I had a, just a unbelievable and, um, unhealthy, quite honestly, desire and drive to win. Um, and it took me a lot of years after, you know, as I matured and got older that I could actually be friends with people when I left the playing field because I saw you as my enemy on the field, no matter what sport. And then uh, I kind of carried that over after I came off the field. And so I've learned to be able to segment and say, hey, you know, I'm going to fight for it. And then at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to be congenial to you and, and uh, be respectful, uh, but, you know, disagree. And so, um, so I, you know, I talked to a lot of people and, it's just amazing the, uh, the, the strange bedfellows. This person who at one time was <clears throat> this person's staff member, excuse me, was this person's staff member. Now they're actually campaigning against this person or a family member of this person. And it's just amazing how uh, this works. And I think I find that that's part of the fascination with it. I, I don't golf. I used to, and just when my kids were young, I gave it up. Don't fish, don't hunt. Um, my wife loves to travel, so we do that some, uh, not nearly nearly as much as she would like. Uh, so really, my my hobby is politics, and I, I I just love it. I love the intrigue. I love the strategy. 
I love the human element, uh, the competition. I just, I love every part of it. And then that it has a, um, you know, it's, 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 it, it, the stakes are so high because it is the direction, it dictates the direction of our state in this case and our country. And so, and it's, then it's uh, something that I really, really enjoy. And I thought for a long time, and I ran for three offices, ran for state, uh, for lieutenant governor, state representative, and then state senator, won that middle race, lost the two bookend races, uh, and all three races, total of six points, uh, uh, plus or minus a few tenths, six points total of all three races. Lost two by two plus and won one by two plus. So probably seven points total combined in three races. So everything was very competitive. Never had the most money. Um, but the thing that I, I've learned about it is that, you know, it takes tremendous focus and then you're, you're always amazed at, um, the, the alignment. And I'll give you a good example of that. And I'm going to go right back to, to Pennsylvania. But when I was running for the state uh, house, um, I got very little support from the Republican Party. And when I say the Republican Party, actually, Doyle Webb, who is running for lieutenant governor now, and uh, who was the party chairman at the time I was running, he made sure that I got money. And so he he made sure that the Republican Party supported me. But individual Republicans, uh, and remember I told you that there's this unspoken rule of, you know, just being a great colleague and all that, decorum or whatever in the House of Representatives. Um, but not one that I remember, and I can stand to be corrected, not one of the Republicans in the House of Representatives uh, supported me in my race. I didn't have a primary uh, because I was running against a Democrat. Uh, who was an incumbent and they were, that was their colleague. It was a lady. And, uh, and so, and, and things were changing in Arkansas and I was, it was a swing district, probably purple, uh, with a hint of red, but, but definitely purple. And it obviously, because it had a Democrat and I always had had a Democrat. I was actually the first Republican to serve in that district, uh, and, and when I say since Reconstruction, obviously the, every 10 years that district changed. But that area since Reconstruction, I was the only Republican since Reconstruction. Uh, so it was a pretty big deal. But not one Republican uh, individually supported me. Now, here's the strange thing. And, and the reason was because Patty Julian was the person I was running against. She was a colleague and they didn't know, they didn't think I could beat her. And so they waited and uh, man, I'm, I'm desperately needed money, but there was no money to come. So the morning after I win, I get the congratulatory, uh, the, the, uh, concession call from Patty and says, Hey man, you know, you shocked me. You won. And the reason I won is because I knocked every door in the district. Uh, and I told them what I was going to do. No matter what, if I thought they wanted to hear or not, I told them exactly. And uh, anyway, um, so 
the just that evening or the next day, I get start getting calls from representatives. Hey, man, congratulations! You know, man, you did great. And uh, oh, we want to have a you know want to have a a little reception for you at this restaurant downtown near the Capitol. And we got a back room there, and there's gonna be people there. And you know, uh, stop by. And, and so, man, I, I, you know, people's ducking in. They get a little basket on the table, and there's check after check after check after check. And I think it was, I, I could, if I remember right, seven or ten grand. And I had no use for it. I'd already won, and I, I didn't need the money. Uh, and, and and my point being that you know, even though I was going to be their colleague, they were. By silence, by not supporting me, they sided with the Democrat. And that was because, well, one, we don't want to make her mad that he doesn't get in there, then we got to face her every day. But see, that's where I'm different. And, 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 and while I'll get along with you and I'll be nice and I'll be kind, if you're running against a Republican, uh, and, and, and I'm in the House of Representatives, uh, I'm, I'm supporting the, the Republican, you know. I love you, man, I, and I'll, I'll I'll salute you and shake hands with you, and we'll have a great time, you know, and laugh and talk, and we'll fight like dogs on the on the house floor. Uh, but when one of my fellow Republicans, especially a conservative, is run against you, and uh, you know, there's no conservative Democrats, uh, I, I'm going to give money, and I'm going to raise money, and I'm going to do everything I can to beat you, and I'm going to still smile at you. So that's the difference, but that's that strange bedfellow um, phenomenon that comes with politics. So let's let's move into Pennsylvania, and you have uh, originally that was leading there was a hedge fund manager, hugely wealthy, named David McCormick. David McCormick is uh, was a member. Now again, we're getting into the strange bedfellow part of this. Was a member of the Trump administration in Treasury, if I remember right. Uh, I didn't look it up before we started the podcast, but just serving by memory. But he was definitely in the administration. I know that for sure. And then you have Mehmet Oz, who is Doctor Oz, the cardiologist, who later become a kind of a you know uh, Oprah Winfrey type uh, from the medical angle, and well, very well known, very wealthy. And, uh, but Donald Trump doesn't, uh, oh, oh, and then, I'm sorry, then you have Kathy Barnett, who is a grassroots, uh, pull you, you know, self up by your own bootstraps, uh, who, by the way, and this, and, and I'm gonna get into this a little bit more here in a moment, but she won me over with this right here. And you can say what you want to, Sean Hannity, listen, when Sean Hannity says she's not Legit, that means she's legit. When Fox News is slamming her, uh, that means, you know, she's the one. But uh, be that as it may, uh, when she said what she said, and uh, someone had her on today. Oh, Michael Knowles had her on his podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and he gave her a chance at the end to say, what would she do, number one, on her first day? I wish she would have said, arrange to fire Mitch McConnell. Because she has said that uh, several times previously and said that Mitch McConnell has to go. And after I heard that, I was like, you know, unless she changes, uh, that's all I need to hear. I, I don't care about how long she's lived in Pennsylvania. I don't care about 
what branches of the gov- uh, of the uh, Army Reserve she was in, that she didn't say what branch it was properly. I could care less. I heard her say that Mitch McConnell has to go, uh, and that's all I need to hear. Um, and so I'm, I'm stuck on her. And then, uh, then they, there was an ad that came out and said that she, uh, was support of BLM, uh, Black Lives Matter. You go watch the whole thing and she is scorched earth against BLM. Uh, they said she is far defunding the police because she had a hashtag defund the police and hashtag BLM, but it was on her video about, um, People wanting to defund the police, and she talks about how ludicrous and how crazy uh, defunding the police is. So it's totally it's typical gutter politics. Uh, that's one. But here's the strange part. The strange part is this: is that Donald Trump is not didn't endorse Kathy Barnett, who is the 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 Trumper in the race. Uh, he didn't endorse. David McCormick, who worked for him in his administration, of whom Mike Pompeo is supporting, Ted Cruz is supporting, uh, and, and now that I mentioned Ted Cruz, then maybe that's why. But Donald Trump is supporting uh, Oz. Now, I've heard two different stories, and you can research it yourself and see what you think about it. But I've heard one is that Trump and Oz worked together and they were very close friends and Trump's fiercely loyal. We, we all know that to a fault, even at times, uh, I think. Uh, and it appears, you know, in, in some of his appointments as uh, president, I think that was definitely his Achilles heel with the people he put around him. Uh, and he didn't use his instincts. He, 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 he relied on his daughter and he relied on Jared Kushner and I think that was a terrible mistake and, and others not just blaming them. But, uh, and then the, so, so that's one reason I've been, I've been told that he is supporting Mehmet Oz. And the other one is that Sean Hannity came to him and asked for a personal favor and said, would you support and endorse Mehmet Oz? And so David McCormick's up by 10 points a month ago. And I'm not going to be exact on this, but it's close enough. He's up by like 10 points. Uh, David McCormick is for, you know, a month ago. Oz gets this endorsement from Trump. Now he catches and actually passes David McCormick. But then Kathy Barnett appears, what, three weeks ago. And, uh, and, and there's a poll that comes out and she's within, you know, six or eight points, something like that. And then another poll comes out a week later and she's within three to five points. Then another one comes out and now she's tied with them. So guess what happens? The, uh, the long knives come out and Trump even says, you know, uh, she, she can't win the general that, you know, against the guy that, uh, is walks around in shorts and sweatpants and, you know, he's the Bernie, working class Bernie Sanders, the Democrat I'm talking about, uh, ferret or something like that. Um, and, and, uh, Kathy Barnett's one of the best, uh, one of the best candidates I've seen. And, and the reason is 
she says some kind of wild stuff, but who does that remind you of? And uh, she said she has the boldness to say Mitch McConnell needs to be fired. Uh, I mean, that's that's what we need. Listen, if you think for a moment, because the, don't make no mistake about this. Yes, this is about establishment versus uh, America first. Uh, but David McCormick is neck deep with China. Uh, Mehmet Oz was a proponent of abortion. Uh, transitioning for, uh, uh, these transsexuals and all of this stuff, uh, 15 minutes ago. Uh, and so, and then you got Fox News coming out scorched earth on Kathy Barnett. Listen, if you'll watch long enough, uh, you'll, you know, it all become so, so very clear to you. Then you go to, um, Go to uh, Breitbart, who, you know, I rely on for some news. I don't even go to Drudge any longer. Um, I, I won't watch Fox. And so I'll go to Breitbart. And I know Breitbart, uh, after Bannon left, um, I had my doubts. But I've, I've kind of, that's kind of been my main source. And so um, I go to Breitbart today just to see what's going on. And there's uh, an article about Kathy Barnett, and it's uh, oh, and how people are leaving Kathy Barnett. Kathy Barnett's on the backside. She she's uh, Richie, the the eighty to one Kentucky Derby winner. She's coming, uh, you know, she's coming from sixteen back, and she's at number three in Eclipse, and whatever the other horse was is, um, you know. Uh, she, she's coming up the, the, uh, the, the rail and the announcer's gonna have to say her name at the end, uh, when he hadn't said it the whole time. And so, but the article makes it sound like David McCormick is coming up on her and what it says, people's leaving Kathy Barnett by, uh, by the droves. And so I said, okay, I'm gonna dig into that and see what that says. So I dig into it, and it's actually a writer for Breitbart uh, saying uh, they did some, you know, walk around asking people at a David McCormick event, and so oh, I've been, I, you know, I've been, man, David McCormick's the best thing since sliced bread. I was for Kathy Barnett, so it wasn't a poll. It wasn't anything scientific. It, it wasn't anything that was had any substance to it. Substance to it whatsoever. So, uh, remind me if you've seen this movie before, okay? And that is this. The establishment is against you. The media is against you. The Democrats are against you. Because see, here's what the Democrats are saying. Now, now, you, you gotta listen. If you listen, and you guys are smart, so you get this. You gotta listen. So the Democrats are saying, they're sending out signals and they're saying, oh, we're scared of David McCormick. You know what that means? They're not scared of David McCormick. That's like saying, I'm scared of Mitt Romney. The Democrats say, I'm scared of Mitt Romney. You don't have to be scared of Mitt Romney. You don't have to be scared of David McCormick because nobody's gonna vote for David McCormick. Nobody's gonna, uh, if it's raining or, or, or snowing in November in Pennsylvania, uh, if he were to win the, the, the primary and get to the, the general, nobody's going to, 
through the snow to vote for David McCormick. Not not in your lifetime. Uh, there is no passion for David McCormick. So if you were a Democrat, what would you say? Oh, man, I'm scared of David McCormick. You know why? Because they're hoping that Republicans go out and say, oh, the Democrats are scared of David McCormick. we got to vote for him. Uh, not happening. So here's the thing. Uh, keep in mind, I think I mentioned this, but if I didn't, is Pennsylvania does not have a 50% plus one rule in a primary. So it's it's... Whoever gets the most votes wins. So you got Kathy Barnett, you got David McCormick, and you got Mehmet Oz, and they are neck and neck. And I'm going to tell you, I, I, I think Kathy Barnett wins that race by, I don't know, I think she wins it by three to five points. Now, they are, they are trashing her every moment. Uh, I don't know the one caveat, and I'm not trying to, you know, I, I, I've been wrong plenty of times, but she just has so much momentum. And, man, they're, they're really, really fighting her. And Club for Growth just poured $2 million into her race. I think she's raised like $137,000. And and the two, Mehmet Oz and David McCormick together, uh, they're going to easily surpass $40 million. $40 million. And she has 137000 But listen, Club for Growth doesn't pour $2 million into your race for nothing. I, I know that firsthand. I mean, I've, I've interviewed with, uh, their representatives, uh, from DC. Uh, you know, I know how they work. Uh, so, you know, they're, they are not pouring $2 million into her race against Donald Trump because see, Club for Growth could never support Mehmet Oz. He's a liberal. He's not even, Mehmet Oz is not even a good Democrat. He, he's not, he's not even a good moderate. I, the, the polls that shows him with 20%, that is strictly, completely Donald Trump, uh, the Donald Trump effect. Now here's the, here's the, uh, strange bedfellows, and we've been talking about it some. So, you would think Donald Trump is going to support David McCormick, but he doesn't. He he supports Mehmet Oz. But David McCormick worked for him. I know, but it's politics. Politics makes strange bedfellows, right? I want to continue this. I want to talk, look at it some more. There's a lot of angles to this that I think actually are just fascinating that I think you're really going to enjoy. Uh, and, and I want to complete this. Then I want to transition to not only Arkansas, but some other races, and look at this politics makes strange bedfellows uh, here in just a moment, and we'll be right back. We talk a lot about pushing back against the overreach of the federal government. What better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high co-pays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big, bold letters, Affordable Plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. And then that big, beautiful red button that says schedule, call now. 
You click on the red button, you book a free consultation with my friend Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion, horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, affordable plans, save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. Click the big red button, schedule a call now, book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else. Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401k or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend Jonathan Presswood today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there, and there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501-303-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. We're talking about politics be uh, making strange bedfellows. And uh, another one of the twists uh, in, in Pennsylvania especially is Sarah Huckabee Sanders worked for Donald Trump. David McCormick worked for Donald Trump. Uh, but Donald Trump is, uh, not supporting David McCormick. He's supporting Mehmet Oz. And then, uh, Donald Trump endorses Sarah Huckabee Sanders for governor of Arkansas. Uh, and I'm going to get into that here in a minute, but she turns around instead of endorsing the guy that, uh, President Trump endorsed Mehmet Oz, Dr. Oz. Sarah Huckabee Sanders goes to Pennsylvania to campaign and to help raise money, but not for Mehmet Oz, her former boss's endorsed candidate, but for David McCormick. So again, it's, uh, it's pretty convoluted. And then, uh, a great, I think, uh, a, a great development for Kathy Barnett, and I think at the end of the day, uh, actually, 
will win her uh, will actually win her the uh, Senate race, uh, at least in the primary. And I think she'll win uh, overall as well. Listen, if Pat Toomey and uh, that race has happened because Pat Toomey resigned. And uh, but if Pat Toomey can win, and I know that family is is well known there uh, in Pennsylvania. But if Pat Toomey can win there, then I really believe that that uh, Barnett can win for sure. Um, but the um, I, I thought one of the one of the probably maybe even I won't say bigger than Donald Trump, uh, but is uh, is Doug Mastriano, who is the if you remember Doug Mastriano was the leader of the Senate who stood against the election being stolen really fought hard. Uh, well, uh, he, uh, Doug Mastriano has endorsed Kathy Barnett. So again, uh, you see, um, and then Donald Trump endorsed Doug Mastriano for governor. So it, it's, it's, uh, <clears throat> so, so hats off to Doug Mastriano because uh, he easily could have said, well, look, President Trump endorsed me. I got to endorse Mehmet Oz, but he didn't do it. He endorsed Kathy Barnett. Uh, I, I think at the end of the day that Kathy Barnett's going to win this race. I sure hope she does, but I think uh, she's going to win it. I think she's going to win it by, uh, I, I'm going to say she wins it. But one, uh, before I give you my, uh, uh, my uh, prediction, uh, I, I think she, I think she wins it by six, you know, six points. And, and the reason I say that is because one, you know, I don't trust polls. Two, the media lies. And so, uh, you know, anytime the media is coming out against somebody and they're calling her Islamic phobic and they're calling her homophobic, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just so disingenuous. There, uh, there are a couple of really prominent, uh, more in Pennsylvania congressional leaders, uh, black Republicans that have come out real strong for her. Uh, the Senate, you know, you got Ted Cruz for David McCormick. Um, but man, I, I, I do wish this, um, this this environment of well we got to keep you know we got to we got to keep decorum where uh you got somebody like Kathy Barnett that could really help get rid of Mitch McConnell so if you're in the Senate presently and you really you really mean it when you say Mitch McConnell needs to go then you should be in Pennsylvania stumping for Kathy Barnett um, I understood today that her, I didn't see it, but she was on Fox News, uh, and she didn't have a great interview. And I've seen her in a few interviews, uh, that she's not just super sharp, but that's really, really hard to do. I talk for a living and, and I couldn't, I, I couldn't do it. Uh, she is so sharp. Doc Washburn is one of the best I've seen at. He's, he's, he doesn't stumble. He just, and that's a real rare, Gift and but I tell you what she does sound like she sounds like she's a normal person she didn't sound like a machine she didn't sound like recited lines uh, and not bad at all and I think by far she is 
the uh, the preferred candidate, no doubt about it. And we'll see how that all uh, shakes out there in Pennsylvania. But I think it, it's fascinating. Uh, but but really going back to uh, what I started out with, if you if there's anything you need to know about that race is that David McCormick is beholden to China. Uh, Mehmet Oz is a, a liberal. And, uh, and so you want to talk about risk. Uh, listen, we, we, we've gone the safe route. We, we've got a belly full of safe routes. We've got, you know, a Senate and House full of playing it safe. Uh, you know, whether you say she's crazy or whether you say she's, you know, unhinged or, or, or whatever. Um, man, give me some crazy. Give me some unhinged, uh, cause I'm sick and tired of clueless. Uh, without a backbone, spineless, every other less, uh, that you can imagine. So, uh, you know, uh, let, let's saddle up, let's ride. Now, uh, how this translates to Arkansas, I've been heavily involved, obviously, in this race. Uh, we've got about 180 volunteers, uh, for Doc and, uh, President Trump obviously endorsed uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, Doc had no intention of running in that race. Um, and, and so we all just kind of sat back and here's, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders and she is running against Tim Griffin, who's the president lieutenant governor. And she's running against the president attorney general, Leslie Rutledge. And neither one of them definitely are not conservatives. They, they are, they are, you know, limousine liberals. Uh, you know, little, maybe a little tad right of moderate, maybe, but play the game, you know, never gonna, you'll never hear either one of them say the, they're not right of moderate, they're moderates and never gonna say the election was stolen, you know, are not Trump fans. Leslie Rutledge was and, and kind of, you know, uh, faded. Uh, he had her do some speaking. There in the midst of his administration, I think trying her out and she just bombed. It was terrible. Uh, so he kind of dropped her and that's kind of, she, she's one of the ones that when George Floyd was killed, went on and said, you know, uh, and, and, and talked about how, uh, great he was, uh, and, and, and all. So uh, totally beholden to uh, the, you know, the left and trying to, get the left to like her and to to be moderate. Uh, but those two dropped out because Sarah Huckabee Sanders got Donald Trump's endorsement and then got $14.2 million. And so we're like, okay, you know, and we, uh, Doc never even talked about, I mean, he's never even talked about politics period as far as him running ever. And I've known him quite a while and we are actually business partners uh, in a venture and, you know, we, he's never, he's never mentioned it, no desire. And, um, and so when those two dropped out, guess what she does? She goes to Indiana and fundraises with Michael Pence, the same Michael Pence that President Trump was, uh, was depending on to present the case for the stolen election on January the 6th. And he totally, uh, betrays him and the American people. And it was, it was a setup the whole time. We now know. 
So she basically slaps President Trump in the face and just spits in his face by going to hang out with Michael Pence. You can say what you want to. Then, now this is after Tim Griffin and Leslie Rutledge left the race because now she's, she's free to do what she wants to. And a lot of hubris, a lot of, a lot of, uh, arrogance and, uh, just kind of like, Hey, I got $14.2 million. I can do what I want to. Uh, you can go out there and campaign if you want to. I'm going and sitting in my box seat to watch Garth Brooks and, uh, <laughs> had an event Saturday and, and Doc Washington just happened to be at that event. And, um, you know, some guy gets up, some guy running for state senate and apologizes and said, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders really wanted to be here, but she not able to be here. And someone posted on Twitter and said, well, check, check her social feed because she's floating the Buffalo River, you know. Uh, just no regard for the voter, no regard, no, not taking the race seriously, uh, whatsoever. Um, and that's exactly how we want it. So, so Doc never had any intention to run. I mean, she's got Donald Trump's endorsement. That's why Tim Griffin, that's why Leslie Rutledge dropped out. She's got $14 million. You'd be crazy to run against her. And so finally, you know, she, she did enough to where Doc said, look, something's got to happen. Then the phone started ringing. People said, Hey, you need to run. And, uh, and so he said, look, if I can get $15,000 it takes to file, I'm going to run. And the $15,000 came in in a night and a half, maybe. And we were off to the races. And I'm going to tell you, I've been in a lot of campaigns. And I've said this before on this podcast, but I'm going to say it again. I've been in a lot of races. I've, I've been a part. I've helped quite a few candidates, uh, state house, state rep. Uh, I'm a state rep, state senate. Uh, statewide races, um, and I've not seen a better ran campaign. I've never seen a campaign with so little money run uh, statewide. Uh, I just got a notice a while ago from uh, the people that does, and this is all volunteer, uh, that we have we have over 785. We're approaching 800,000 views in Arkansas. From our ads, and uh, we, we got a team. It's a it's a, a husband, wife, and a daughter, and and they build all the ads. Uh, I'm doing a little bit on Fiverr with a contractor there, uh, having ads built, and um, and that's it. And and then this team of 180 people going all over the state, putting out signs and doing everything, all volunteer, and it's it's just amazing. And so, you know, she keeps taking us lightly and we, we're glad. Please do. Please, you know, please float the buffalo and Doc's make, making five, six, seven, eight stops a day and visiting with people and people are flipping, 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 flipping. They keep telling us, oh, you only have 18%. You only have 17%. You know, you may have 20%. Okay. Um, so here's the strange bedfellows part. So, uh, President Trump endorses, cause that's what the show's about today. Politics makes strange bedfellows. And so, President Trump endorses his former press secretary, spokesperson, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She turns around and goes to Indiana and campaigns with 
Michael Pence, whom Donald Trump detests. So then she endorses French Hill. Then she endorses John Bozeman. Then she says Asa Hutchinson, who loves going on. He, he's become the new token Republican, uh, the, the William Crystal, uh, I call him the Mitt Romney of the South who goes on CNN, goes on MSNBC, and trashes President Trump. And so she says he's doing a great job, Asa Hutchison. Asa Hutchison, who raised more taxes than he lowered. Asa Hutchison, who vetoed the SAFE Act to prevent the uh, university hospital here from and the children's hospital, of all things, from doing transitioning of... Uh, and using puberty blockers for transitioning of children. And the legislature literally had to override him to do that. The same Asa Hutchinson who went on national television with uh, George Stephanopoulos' show and said that um, he didn't believe there needed to be a national abortion ban and because he believed in state rights. Well, we, you don't believe in murder. Uh, and, and that has nothing to do with state rights, and that's what abortion is. But uh, so that that guy's doing a great job. So uh, so so here's where it really started to steamroll, and here's where Doc made uh, the 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 decision. We we had a meeting the next night, but this is really where it started. We were on the phone, and he said, "Go look at Sarah Huckabee Sanders' uh, Facebook page." I said, "Okay." He said, go look where she endorsed French Hill and John Bozeman and look at the comments. So I said, okay, I'll look at, you know, a few. I, I'm not big on following people and looking into that, but it, I said, okay. So I looked. First 10 were, what are you doing? You can't do that. Sarah, what are you doing? Don't do that. Uh, no longer, you know, can I, you know, no, not only do I not agree with you, no, I can no longer vote for you. And so then it was 20 and I kept reading 30 and 40 and 50. And over two nights, there was over 500. I don't know. I hadn't looked at it in a long time. But there were, last time I looked at it, it was three or 400. Then I heard later, uh, a few days later, it was over 500. And I would say 99% of those comments were, I can't vote for you any longer. What are you doing? I thought you were, uh, you know, you were America first. You were conservative. What are you doing? Uh, Doc went to watch, uh, with the, some of the campaign team, went and watched 2000 Mules and, uh, and, and said, Hey, you know, Sarah called her out publicly. What do you think about 2000 Mules? Uh, nothing. So the Democrat Gazette, which is the law, is the paper of record for the states, the largest paper in the state, uh, which not saying much for newspapers nowadays, but be that as it may, they interviewed Doc and I was actually in the room when the, when the guy Mike Wickline, he's a great guy. He's he's you know he's a he's a liberal, but he's he's a, he's a uh, I I think he's always been very fair with me. And uh, but anyway, I went with Doc to that interview, and we're kind of wrapping it up. And they were going to have lunch. I needed to go, but they were going to have lunch. And you know after the interview, and Mike just kind of off the cuff said something about, or maybe Doc did something about the election, and uh, and Mike said. Uh, this is the reporter said, so you think the election was stolen? And, and I was so thankful, but this is, this, this sums up doc. 
And this is the kind of leaders we need. He said, absolutely, a completely, totally, 100%. And you could have pushed Mike Whitline over with a feather. He was just like, and, and I don't think he was actually shocked, but that doc said it that succinctly and that clearly. He was just like totally blown away. Well, they tried and tried and tried. Didn't think they were going to get an interview that that actually that feature between the two gubernatorial candidates was coming out on a Sunday. And I think it was just a just a day, just right before the deadline that she finally answered the questions. And her answer to the question about uh, September, uh, I'm sorry, about uh, November the 3rd, about the 2020 election was, uh, do you think the election was stolen? Uh, Doc Washburn said he thought it was. What do you think, Sarah? And her answer was this. This is a woman that has been endorsed by Donald Trump, who you would think she would be standing on her head saying, absolutely. And that's what I'm talking about. Politics makes strange bedfellows. And so you think, okay, she's got his endorsement. That's why she's got $14 million. She had his his list. That's where she got the money from. He's made her. Uh, she would be nothing, nobody, uh, if it were not for Donald Trump. And here was her answer. We will never know. That was her answer. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing the, uh, the, the, how this thing all lines up and, and, and I'm watching as different people, you know, get on board with her. And a lot of those people, you know, they're county leaders and so forth and they're hoping they can get a job. They're barnacles. They're, you know, they are, um, parasites and, uh, you know, they, they want a job in state government and so they will do whatever and say whatever. Uh, to, um, you know, to, uh, you know, appease her. Uh, when we come back, I got one more ad that I want to play. And then when we come back, we're going to do our tweet of the day. Uh, but I do have one more ad that I want to, uh, I, I want to play. And then after I play it, uh, I want to talk about, uh, loyalty. And, and politics for just a moment because I've, I've watched it play out here, uh, in Arkansas and in Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, in, in times, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. said something once. Uh, it's a great quote and I use it a lot. He said, when the battle or the fight is over, he said, I'll remember the silence of my friends more than the wounds of my enemy. And we'll talk about that when we come back. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. 
If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. You're outside Central Arkansas. Go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. You know, I got a text from a... Uh gentleman running for a an office here in Arkansas over the weekend and he was pretty indignant and the reason he was indignant because and I didn't even realize that because I had supported him I'd given him some money and uh, lending you know uh, resources uh, you know and, and advice or whatever whatever that's worth um, but I was told by one of our team members that he was a big Sarah Huckabee Sanders supporter. And he's a longtime friend, so I probably, and and he's more conservative than the guy he's run against. The guy he's run against is an incumbent. He's definitely going to be a better representative. So, and he's been a longtime friend. He's helped me a lot uh, in, in campaigns. And so, you know, I still would have supported him, still would have helped him. I didn't like at all. He never broached that subject with me. And I don't know that for sure that he's a Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, supporter or not. I don't know. Um, but he he texts me and and let me know that Sarah Huckabee Sanders had just endorsed his opponent. And it it calls me, and I didn't bring up, you know, well, there you go. There, that, you know, that's what you get for, um, you know, siding with her instead of how you really feel. And I think that's the biggest takeaway for me with politics is is people. But it's not just politics; it's everything in life. And and I want to encourage you uh, today is stand up for what you believe. And it's not always easy. I don't I don't sit here. And pretending, I'm not sitting here pretending that it's easy to do what I'm telling you. But I'm going to tell you, it, it is, it is so important that you stand, and especially in this time, that you stand for what you believe. And no matter who it is, and you can do it, you can do it with, you know, grace, and you can do it with, uh, the, you know, the proper, uh, demeanor, but, but, but stand. The Bible says, having done all you can do to stand, just stand. Just stand. Just take your stand. Just make your position known. And, and so often I, I had another, uh, uh, person that was running for an office and, uh, to show you the opposite. And, and they had just listened to a video. They didn't know a lot. They knew of Doc Washburn because of the radio show when he was at Cumulus Media. Uh, and, you know, knowing at least the perceived popularity of Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, 
you know, you would think, well, this guy would just stay out of the governor's race because he has a real close race. He's trying to get to a runoff with the guy. He's trying to get into a runoff because there's more than two people in the race. And in Arkansas, unlike Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, whoever wins the most votes, if Kathy Barnett gets the most votes over Oz and McCormick, she wins. They don't have to have 50% plus one, but they do in Arkansas. And so he needs every vote he can get. He doesn't need to split, you know, somebody not vote for him because he's not voting. He's come out and voiced his support for one or the other. That's just, it's just the way it is. And, uh, but he listened to Doc Washburn and he called me and said, look, man, I, I gotta, I gotta speak out. Th- this guy's the guy. I, I, you know, he, he's the man. And I told him, I said, you, I said, you know, it's, it's not, it's not without risk, but if you want to do it, you need to do it. And so to show you how gracious Doc is, I told Doc, I just wanted to relate to Doc, this guy, man, he's ready to come out for you. And I told him, I said, look, you know, it could hurt you, but hey, we, we appreciate you. And I'm going to pass it on to Doc. And Doc said, well, you know, he needs to, he needs to think long and hard about that. I mean, he's very pragmatic when it comes to that stuff and understands it. Um, but then I saw other guys that have been in the, you know, in the game for a long time and they've been politicians for a long time. And no, several, several of those I know for a fact were fighting, uh, really intense battles and they needed Doc's platform at the radio station, which is a blowtorch in this, uh, central Arkansas area, 800,000 people. Now the station doesn't reach that many, but that's the size of the, metropolitan area here and they're they're in these big battles you know these are state uh, uh politicians in different positions so guess what they're coming on this show constantly now granted doc did come into the to the to the race late but rather than saying look you know doc i'm so sorry you know you came in late. You know, I'm just not going to say anything. I've already supported. I've signed a letter of support for Sarah Huckabee Sanders. But, man, you know, I can talk about how you're a good guy and talk about how you stood with me. None of that. Silence. Crickets. And Doc's much more understanding than I am because I say I say what MLK said. No, when this is over, I'll remember the silence of my friends more than the wounds of my enemies. Look, I understand that you signed a letter of endorsement for Sarah Huckabee Sanders because, uh, you know, she was the thousand pound gorilla with $14.2 million and had nobody run against her. And I understand that you endorsed her because you had no idea Doc only got in three months before the primary, uh, election. So I, I get all that, but you, you could have done something. You could have, you could have come back to him because, see, you've been there before. And you know what? You'll be there again. You'll need him again. You'll need his support. You'll need his help. And 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 we're not asking you to go back on your word to uh, her. And we understand. And, and if anybody understands it, and, and, and I was telling Doc, I said, look, man, you know, that, that stinks. I, I, you know, that's not a friend. Um. Cause, cause here's what I would do. If I had endorsed Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Doc Washburn's running, I would have to call Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I wouldn't ever get her, but I would get a hold of somebody and say, look, you need to tell Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I'm so sorry, 
but my friend Dot Washburn's running. Dot Washburn has been there for me. I don't know you. You you've not lived in Arkansas in years. You wouldn't know me if you stepped on me. And so uh you know, I hate it, but I gotta go with my friend. Now I understand most people's not gonna do that. But that's the kind of friends I want. That's the kind of people I want around me. That's the kind of people I want uh, pal with me. But here's the thing. You and I, uh, we, listen, uh, the, 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 the way we win our country back is not through milk toast. It's not through not standing up. It's not through doing the difficult things. It's going to take the difficult things to get our country back. And so I want to, I want to encourage you in that today. I want to encourage you to, to do the difficult thing. Well, I, you know, I don't want to waste my vote. And, and there'll be people that'll vote for Oz. And there'll be people that'll vote for Dave McCor- David McCormick. But it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that David McCormick's never going to, you know, when he was asked about Mitch McConnell, you know what his answer was? Well, I don't, I don't answer to Mitch McConnell. Well, that's not an answer. Give the answer Kathy Barnett said. Mitch McConnell is worthless. She didn't say that. She said Mitch McConnell is ineffective. He needs to go. But have the And you can say things even nicer than that. But have the courage to say, this is what's going to happen. I'm not doing that. And, you know, it's just, it, it's time. It's time that people stand up. It's time that we do the, listen, if it were easy, everybody would be doing it, right? And Doc, man, he's, if you get a chance, go to electdocwashburn.com. You can pitch in a few bucks. Go to docwashburnshow.com, become a patron, uh, leave us a note. You can email me at copeland.donny at gmail. I got a great email uh, about some of the show prep, and I sent them the notes uh, or the article, reference article. And I'm happy to do that for anything like that or just, just say hi. But, uh, you know, it's, it's imperative that we, that we, we stand up. Uh, I mean, my new heroes are these people at school board meetings. The FBI shouldn't be afraid of them because those people keep being active and keep voting and keep, uh, voting their conscience and keep speaking out. And winning school board elections, then winning city council elections, and then winning county elections, and then winning state elections, then winning national elections. You know what happens? The FBI gets swept out the door and gets eradicated and start all over. Call it even some, call it something different. Just start over. And so, but it's going to take people standing up. All right, we're going to, we're going to wrap up with a tweet of the day. And, uh, so here we go. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. All right, Tweet of the Day is brought to you by Red River Your Way. Red River Your Way is that car dealership that believes in liberty. Uh, If you've heard me uh, tell about it before, but... Uh, Red River Your Way is actually the company that when Doc was fired from Cumulus Media, uh, they called us. We didn't call them saying, hey, would you please uh, support us? No, they called us. The owner, Mitch Ward, called us and said, I want to sit down with you. I want to talk to you about 
uh, advertising on your new podcast. And that right there is, um, that is, you know, everything that you can, you can ask for in a car dealership. And I want to do business with people who wants to do business with, uh, with us and, uh, who believes in liberty also. I think that's, uh, even more important. Uh, so. <laughs> You got, you got to go to, uh, the tweet of the day is brought to you by Red River Your Way. Joe Geffert, uh, Geffert, uh, and that's G-E-F-F-E-R-T, Joe Geffert, Joe, uh, is the, uh, <laughs> Geffert, Joe is the Twitter handle. And it's a picture of Time Magazine. And, uh, and, and I'll try to post this on the Facebook page so you can actually see uh, what I'm talking about here. So let me, let me do that right now. I'm going to go ahead and post that to the, to the show. And, uh, so that way you, <laughs> it's a picture. It's a huge, uh, picture of the uh, Time magazine. It's a red, uh, it's a red, uh, you know, cover, bright red cover. And, uh, it's, and it's got Trump, a huge Trump. And there's, a uh, little bitty Biden and he's kneeling down and it says, uh, time magazine. And then the caption is the great MAGA king and, uh, uh, Biden is bowing down to, to him. So I'm going to post this right now so you can see it. So, uh, let me see here. If I... <laughs> Oh, shoot. This is too good. All right. It's there for you now. So you can go to, uh, Doc Washburn Show. Go to Facebook, Doc Washburn Show, and, uh, you'll see it there, uh, on the, oh, shoot. This is too good. So, uh, I hope you have a wonderful Monday. Hope this is a setup for a wonderful week and, uh, and uh, everything goes well. Uh, we're going to stay tuned, and I'll give you a heads up. We're going to do our best to try to get uh, Doc on the phone as he's traveling. And so, because um, I'm going to try to do this week some some uh, uh, interviews, and so I'm going to kind of try it out on Doc. And I told him, I said, man, the people would love to hear from you. So stay tuned. I'll try to give you a heads up. I'll go on Facebook and uh, and then tweet it out as well. Uh, that we are going to do the interview with Doc. And, and so just stay tuned for that. Be ready. Thank you so much for listening, for our live listening.